You say teenager, I say toddler. Two longtime friends in different seasons of parenting process the past while dealing with the craziness of today. Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody, to You Say Teenager, I Say Toddler. Teenager, toddler, teenager, toddler. Hi. Well, hello. How are you? I am okay. Capital O, capital K. How are you today? I'm tired and I'm over You're tired. it. You're tired and over it. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we'll put some pep in your staff with your Los Pepe chips you're eating. <laughs> Los Pepe. Let me see here. El Paco. Get it oh, right. El Paco. There you go. El Paco. There They're you go. actually pretty good. I got these like randomly at Specs, actually. <laughs> is there Specs in California? There is not. No, we've talked about this. I went to the Specs with you. There is no, there's TJ's, not TJ's. There's Bev- Bevmo. Bevmo? Do you guys have those? Not that I know of. I went in there and it was just kind of funny because I had like an entire basket full of food and I got like a like one of those mini bottles (laughs) of tequila or something like that like and he kind of like teased me a little bit because he was like you know this is a liquor store but I had like loaded (laughs) up grocery shopping I was basically doing my grocery shopping and I bought like one mini bottle (laughs) 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 something actually alcoholic (laughs) <laughs> I was like, and I just, I don't know. I, I'd heard people, I'd never really had a tequila soda and I wanted to try it and I like it. What's in it? It's just tequila and soda. Tequila oh. and like uh, sparkling water. Sparkling water. And I put some lime in it and it was really good. It's like a, you know, a margarita esque without all the calories if you put a lot of lime juice in it. Oh, yeah. That's what so. we make skinny boy, skinny girl cocktails all the time with that. Yeah. So, um, sorry about that um, tangent, guys. Uh, <laughs> hi. Hi, I'm Leanne. I'm an old married mother who lives in the outskirts of Austin right now. And I've known Kurt since I was a freshman in high school. That's me. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a toddler son. He's three years old. That's why that's where the toddler part of our show comes oh, in okay little sorry. man little man please him um but not too hard okay. um hi my hi. name is Kirk. i am a single gay looking to mingle dad in los angeles and i have a 18 woo, woo. we talked about this in the last show an 18 year old daughter who was with me another year at least what could go wrong what well, okay, we won't go through what could go wrong. I mean, I mean, because possibility. I to, um, you know, I listen to true crime podcasts. There's a lot that could go wrong. And I would highly suggest that parents of teens, I don't know, would I suggest you stay away from them so you don't like lose your your sanity? Or should you listen to them and be like, look, see what happened to this girl? Wait, and the true crime, they like parents kill teenagers? No, no. I mean, like, I told you about that one story. It's been a long time since I mentioned it. But, like, you know how your daughter's like, I'm 18 now. I've got freedom and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, oh, kids, yeah. they just always, they're always running out ahead of of themselves and wanting to do and 
be older than they are ready to be. And so there's all these stories of like teenagers who disobeyed their parents and went out whenever they told them they couldn't. And there was that one I told you about that I had listened to where she lied to her parents and told them she was staying with a friend when in fact, she went with like an older group of kids from her high school on the spring break trip to like Myrtle beach or something like that. They had specifically told her, no, you can't go. And she found a way to be sneaky and, and, She's gone. They don't, they still don't know what happened to that girl. They're assuming, I don't know. Like it's been a long time since I listened to that podcast. It's like, they're assuming it was child trafficking and they did as much research as they could. Like the police did as much investigating as they could, but it's kind of like, you know, it was one of those tale cautionary tales where it's like, listen to your parents, teenagers, like shit. There's a reason why a 16 year old shouldn't be, celebrating spring break with all these older kids in a place like that. Like it's, it's That's just my worst nightmare. That's my worst fucking nightmare. This yeah. is why I feel like I have to repeat myself over and over to her because I never want that guilt of like, she didn't know that was dangerous. She right. didn't know what was going to happen. You know, screw that. If she doesn't like it, I'm protecting right. her. And she's 18. Doesn't need to go to Myrtle beach to celebrate spring break. Again, what Not without you, everything <laughs> could go wrong. Everything could go wrong. When oh, that's my worst nightmare. Children, really? maybe they have licenses, but they're stupid drivers still. Hey, so anyhow. We, were, we were in, and not to go too far down the rabbit hole with this, but we were in middle school or we were in high school when Natalie Holloway disappeared. I think it was high school. Remember Natalie Holloway? I don't Holloway? remember Natalie Holloway. Was that was she from the oh. Polish town? Oh, <laughs> Oh no! Honey. Was this like a national? Case? This is a national thing. Um, she was from somewhere like Arkansas. Or I don't know, somewhere in the south. And she went on her senior trip to like. Um, oh, you remember it? Yes, Aruba. She went to Aruba and she disappeared. And that guy, they thought that like, you know, he was obviously the suspect. And his dad was like a prominent like judge or something in the in the town. And so he kind of got away with it. And then he murdered some other girl like a few years back. And he's like in prison. So they finally uh, were able to link those. And now they know what happened to Natalie Holloway. Yeah, but it was always just they really weren't sure what happened to like. There were different stories. of uh, She was never found. It was like a massive like search for like years. Like it was sad. Yeah. Like she went on this senior trip. And she strayed off from the group with these boys and no one seemed to know. Oh, I don't know what happened to her. I don't know. Again, that's just like a nightmare. I think it was actually, no, we were at a high school. This was like probably before Babs was born. It was probably like early two thousands. I would say, I think I was with Babs's mom and I remember hearing about it and stuff. Creepy. So anyway, she's not going anywhere. I don't care how old she is. (laughs) (laughs) Under lock and key. So, but there's something else going on with her right now. Oh, God. You know, yes. Jeez. Okay. Parents, you get this. Ever since, you know, we had this whole Rona thing that came upon us. Anytime we get like a sniffle or like we think it's a cold, I mean, it could be Rona. It's not just the normal like, oh, you know, stay away from my kid. They have a cold. Take care of them. So last week. Babs, I noticed had like a little, I could hear her. I don't know if it's because of Rona, but my ears are like fine tuned. I'm sitting here and like across the, you know, you know, in the other room, I hear like a cough or I hear sneezes and I'm like, wait a second, I'm listening. (sighs) 
that is a cough. That's a double cough. She's not choking. So LAUSD, they have to get tested weekly, which is great. And I knew that she was getting tested. So she was tested after that. It came back negative. I'm like, okay. So she had her birthday party this weekend, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a second. But she had her birthday party, you know, staying up late, partying hard, you know, not feeling so good the next day. Um, Just kind of like congestion, stuff like that. And um, anyway, it turned into like a full-blown, gross, not feeling good kind of cold. And yesterday, I'm driving her around trying to find her a COVID testing place. And we got tested. And we are just waiting. As we speak, we may get the results back. Does Bab have Rona? Or is it a cold? Um, oh, hey, hello. Hi, little man. What is that? Mommy. What, honey? What? Can I put the lunch back in my? Can I put my lunch back in my bag and one for a night? Your lunch box in your bag. Uh-huh. What do you want to put in your lunch box? And um, a cookie, and I want another cookie for my nap tonight. <laughs> did Daddy say you could have a treat? Yep. Okay. Well, so you're gonna have one tonight, and you're asking me to put one in your lunch tomorrow. And and one for for night time. Okay, I'm fine with that. Ask your daddy. Bye, Bye honey. <laughs> Apparently you made cupcakes. No, actually we purchased these because I was bribing him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell us. <laughs> On Sunday, I was bribing him. Um, I don't really remember. What, he never took his nap on Sunday, so he was tough. And I was like, listen, if we can just fill in the blank, I can't remember what it was, then mommy will go to the store because I still needed to pick up a couple things. I don't go to Target that much, but there are a few things at Target that I can only get at Target that aren't at my HEB. So I was like, if, I'll let you pick out a treat. And so every time we go to the store and I let him pick out a treat, he always picks out one of those trays of mini cupcakes. That's what yeah. he wants. Oh, sweet tooth so. boy. Yeah. Yeah. He has his mama's sweet tooth. So, um, yeah. And he, this is a a late, this is something all the rage lately, something he's been doing a lot lately is what I'm trying to say. He's been asking me to put certain things in his lunch. Oh, he'll be like, can you put that in my lunch? You know, if I get something new from the store for him to try, or he eats something at dinner and he likes it a lot, he'll be like, can you put that in my lunch? I love this. And he, for a while there, Mark was saying that whenever he would go to drop them off, they'd get out of the car and he would take his lunch bag and like open it up and he'd have to go through it and see what all I had packed for him before he went into the tank. He wanted to make sure. I mean, like, I wonder what he would do if it wasn't what he wanted. You know, I mean, there's nothing he can do. He was usually pretty happy with with what I had packed in there. But I think it's because. One of his favorite shows, Bubble Guppies, they have that, um, what time is it? It's time for lunch. What time is it? And then they all talk about what they have in their lunchbox. That's exciting. (laughs) It is exciting. So maybe that's why he's so obsessed with his lunch stuff. But I can't seem to get him to like help me pack his lunch. It's weird because he'll help me cook. He likes Mm -hmm. to help me in the kitchen. But when I'll be like, you want to come help me pack your lunch? Right now, the answer is still no. He's like, no, no, thank you. That's his thing. No, thank you. Lunches suck. And I think this is what I've been in the back of my head. I've been forgetting to bring this up. I'd like to talk a little bit about school lunches today. They're still with me. I'm I'm sick of school lunches. Me too. 
And I'll, and I'll tell you more about that. And I want to hear from parents. I am just like, uh, uh-uh. I'm so tired of this. God, it's the last year. <gasps> am I sad? No, I'm not sad. Not about the lunches. No, the bane of my existence. Those midnight trips to the market. What am I going to get? So do you pack her lunches? Yes. Is that bad? <laughs> yes. Guilty. You pack her. You've always packed her lunches and you still pack her lunch. I do. Yeah. I think it needs to. I will say this. The transition it's we're finishing up September. I'm not going to do it anymore. She's part of her having to learn responsibility. You heard it here, guys. So I want y'all to hold him accountable. DM him or email him and ask him if he's still <laughs> packing those fucking lunches. Because something tells me at the end of her senior year, he's going to be like, woohoo, I finally don't have to pack any more lunches. And then oh, my God. Like, what have I done She's going to be staying in the house and she's going to be like, Dad, I've got a long day tomorrow. Will you pack my lunch? Yeah, I always fall for that shit. There's always something <laughs> she's got going on. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, we're making a transition. Um, September. No, I was just thinking about this. Like, like the first month of school is like wrapping up. Not quite, but almost. And it's like, no, I, I, I wash my hands of it. I'm done. So it's September 28th when we're recording this. Okay. So when we talk again, I'll see. I mean, have you prepared her and said that you're going to be in charge of your lunches? Um, I might've mentioned it in anger. When I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that needs to be around. a better conversation than that. Um, yeah, no, no, no. There's a few things. Like I said, I have a year of some skill sets that are going to need to be taught that kind of got missed. Listen, when you're doing it on your own, things get missed. When you're doing it with somebody else, things get missed. You know, right. it's just what it is. My mom made us start packing our lunches when we moved away like after the divorce and she'd gotten a job and we were moving down to the valley so I feel like I definitely remember it around seven or eight but I feel like as early as six I was either helping or fully packing my own lunches and we would when we grocery shopped she would be like okay you tell me what you want in your lunch this week like we could pick out what we wanted. I mean, it's not, and of course we're a product of the eighties, right? It's not like we had healthy lunches, but it's like, you could pick out the kind of chips you wanted. We, I remember getting a lot of generic brands and you could pick out what kind of cookies you wanted. And then I guess you had to make like your sandwich or whatever was going to be your main thing. So we would, you know, make the sandwich at the beginning of the week, we would go and like bag up five bags of chips and our five bags of cookies or whatever. Oh, and then it was up to you to like put something in your thermos, water or tea in your thermos, the thermos. And you had to, you know, I think I remember, I do remember like, instead of sandwiches, I think I would do like saltines with peanut butter on them Mm -hmm. for my protein or whatever. Anyways. Yeah. I very specifically remember having to pack all my lunches from a very young age. Oh, I do too. I was one of four children. My mom wasn't going to do that stuff. Exactly. We had to pack our, I don't know. Is it an only child thing? That's what I'm asking. Here's the thing too. I feel in a way men are cheated out of breastfeeding. You know, we don't get to breastfeed. So I feel like there's just certain things that I enjoy. I I don't even enjoy it, but it's just like something that like, I feel like it's a, I don't know. It feels like a very paternal 
something that yeah. you're doing for her, like a, yeah. like you feel like a servant's heart. There you go. Cause I'm like, I don't know how I'm like trying to, I feel like I've like dug myself. I like, it makes sense to me in my head, but when I'm trying to verbalize this, it wasn't, but like, yeah, it's so funny. Kurt's equating Kurt, a teenager toddler is equating breastfeeding to making his 18 year olds lunch. I mean, I, I, anyway, that was kind of a bad example, but there's just, it was just your way. It's one of your ways of showing love. Yeah, being a parent, even though like I bitch about it, but I'm sure breastfeeding, you probably get tired of it too, right? It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like, oh, I'm sick of this person being attached to me and like sucking the life out of me. I don't know. Yeah, we have to have a conversation. I am a bit embarrassed, but I'm, but it's okay. Well, when you put it that way, that makes sense. All right. The the only thing is like, you just have to be sure that she's I was just kind of surprised whenever I went to college by like how incapable a lot of the kids around me were of just mm. making a plan and following through on the plan. Something as simple as what am I going to eat this week? Make a plan, make a grocery list, buy the groceries, follow through on the plan. Like I was really surprised by how stupid some of them were. So I guess my point is you just somehow need to make sure that like she knows how to do this little check box um what's the checklist in her head that she's capable of it if it's something that you enjoy doing and you feel very like this is my way of showing love well i mean that's you know it's just it's it's that that there's other ways to show love that ship has sailed at this point but yeah there's a few things that in this next week or so we're gonna like start transitioning And just because she needs to know how to do this. Listen, I think there's such a difference with single children Mm -hmm. and uh, like you and I are products of like multiple of siblings and our parents didn't have time to do that. And like they had, we had to move and we had to get going. And like, there was, it was a little ever man for himself to a certain extent, which isn't a bad thing. It, you know, it it just makes you, we had an extra autonomy. I mean, you, you had, you know, two siblings. I had three other siblings. And right. um, and I had two uh, siblings and a single mom. Totally. So I get her whole thing to keep her sanity. Like, she's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. I can't. Yeah. Hey, did you guys pick out fruit or was it not? A, oh, it that's what it was. Yeah, no, no, no. We always, yes, fruit. Lots of nectarines, lots of plums. I remember mm-hmm. that. Not so much on the grapes or berries because those are more expensive, but like, Plenty of apples, oranges, nectarines, and plums. Those seem to be fairly inexpensive. And bananas, I think. I remember mm-hmm. them. There being a lot of bananas in the house. I think. I don't know. I oh god! Have a lot of yeah, the eighties lunch, man. Jesus, I yeah. I'm I, uh, curious. Like, what do you put in her lunch? That's the whole thing. It's like trying to be creative. Like, you know, sometimes she's vegan. Sometimes she's vegetarian. Sometimes she eats meat. Sometimes she doesn't. I'm like, what a, what a Aryan are you today? <laughs> what a Aryan are you? Um, so we go in trends this last week. For, well, it lasted for two weeks. This stuff's expensive, but she wanted vegan, like lunch meat, you know, that's not real and like mm. vegan cheese. And I found this good one that I really do like. It tastes like real cheese. And then like, we only, I only serve her sourdough. She eats bread. So I was making these like vegan cheese and vegan turkey (laughs) sandwiches. And then like, I do a lot of fresh fruit, a lot of berries usually. Okay. And then some kind of chip. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. But here's the thing. I'll pack these lunches. And a lot of times they come back. 
And she's a raging, you know, in the afternoon sometimes. And you're like, did you eat? And I'm like, but then I didn't hit me until the next morning when I'm going through it. And I'm like, she didn't eat anything. That's why. And then and the food waste is wasted? Wait. I oh. hate wasting food. I do too. I cannot stand wasting food. We throw so much food away sometimes. And honestly, I'm like, I'm not even going to pack your lunch because that's just throwing money away in the trash can. Yeah. I said Wait a I was second. Do like, do you put like cold, cold packs in there and stuff like that? So like when she comes home, you could immediately open up her lunch and put it back in the fridge. I don't, I don't put cold packs. I'm lucky to get her to pick out like some kind of lunch thing that she'll carry and like deal with. How interesting. Um, no, I don't make anything like that. Well, sometimes I'll put in just in a Tupperware thing. Like if it's something at like some kind of food item that she wants that I made or like she ordered Thai food and there's extra you know, stuff like that. Okay. She so like leftovers. Like, so yeah, she has a microwave knows. or something. She can warm up her food. No, no microwave. She just oh. eats it cold. It's oh. something that like a, kind of like a Thai dish that can like with rice. I don't know. Something that can be eaten. She's big into these, like they're these veggie nuggets that are like plant-based that she likes. They're pricey. Usually she'll eat those. Like I'll do like veggie nuggets. I'll do, you know, but anyway, it's all, it was always a thing. What can I get her? Cause it's the same stuff. And I, I would get on a pattern because it's just easy. You go to the market, you grab these four things for lunch. And after, and finally, when she was younger, she wouldn't tell me, but she was finally like, like, look, pack me something else. Like, I don't like this. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? You love this. <laughs> no, I don't. I never said I like that. <laughs> yeah. They will in little man goes through phases too. Like for a while there, I was putting blueberries in his lunchbox every single day and he was always coming home with them eaten. And then he just, one day he didn't eat them, you know, it's like, and, and so then I had to wait a couple months or I don't know how long. And then I introduced them again and he ate them all again. You know what I mean? It's like after about two weeks of him refusing to eat them, I'm like, or probably sooner than that. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to put something else in there. So I do want to point cycles. out how we're both, you have a three-year-old and I have an 18-year-old and we're both talking about packing their school lunch. This yeah. is, um, And how they get picky and they won't eat certain things. Yeah. Little fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she's going to be making her own lunch and she just needs that. She's just like not, she has to get up so early, and but it's like, bummer. You here's have- what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. Can you just, because I'm picturing whenever he gets older and he's not really going to want to carry around the lunch or he's going to forget it or he's going to lose it or he doesn't eat it, whatever. I'm just kind of thinking like, well, then you can have the cafeteria lunch. Here's it. Okay. That's not an, the cafeteria lunch is not healthy and it's gross. She's never stepped her foot in a cafeteria or her friends. Like, it's just not a, it's just, they don't want to eat it. I know it's, it's, it sounds a little bougie. But it's just, they're notorious for not being healthy. Well, I read an article recently about people should not be talking about cafeteria lunches. I'll have to send it to you. Oh. (laughs) Um, There are reasons for that because, you know, there's some people that's, that's what they have. Um, Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I agree. And I wish there's some days like, can I just give you a few dollars or somewhere to buy food? But there's, I I wish. Most high schools, especially a big high school like that, like a lot of the high schools around here, they have other options. Like you don't have to get just like your standard go through the line cafeteria lunch. They had like a salad bar or a sandwich bar or inside some of them, they even have fast food like Chick-fil-A and stuff like that. So yeah, I shouldn't have have any good options. Has she even gone in and looked at what their options are? I need to ask her, but you know how it's just so like, 
nomad, not nomadic. So like clickish. They just like it's all about who you're gonna hang with, and you've got your group, and you just okay. go do your thing. Think about right. this. Yeah, no, like, you're right. The people you hang with are going to sit over here near this tree. The cafeteria is like a mile away. I, I, I don't know. That's just it. kind of my yeah. Thoughts. No, you're right. I mean, I never went into the cafeteria in high school, but. We, you, you know, we always set up. No, I never, almost never. I can't think of one time that I went in there and ate in the cafeteria, but, you know, I did always pack my lunch and then we would go sit on the benches or whatever. And we would go somewhere and sit and eat. And maybe I would have eaten cafeteria lunches more if, if the friends that I hung with at lunch. They were actually good at our school. Some, that's when it, some of it was homemade, actually. Oh, yeah. I bet it was. Because you know, was you've good. got these, like, <laughs> you know, country ladies just cooking up a storm back there. They weren't necessarily, um, because it was such a small school district, they yeah. weren't necessarily bound by the same kind of budget constraints as larger districts that have to feed so many children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I can't remember seeing some of the the lunches that came out of there and being like, huh. Of course, then when we moved to the new building, remember, they had that little spot where you could get like kind of fast food, like fried okra or fried cheese sticks. Oh, God, it was so unhealthy. But good. Yes. Oh, it was curly fries, seasoned curly fries and cheese sticks or egg rolls and nachos. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of my friends at lunch, this is before I moved to the new school, but they would eat out of the vending machine for lunch. They would get like a bag of chips and a candy bar and a soda. And thinking about that makes you want to barf. <laughs> Like they would eat out of the vending machines. Yeah. I had one girl in particular that I was friends with. I can remember this was her lunch every day. Yeah. Can we pause for a second? I forgot to make Babs tea and she's coughing up a storm. Can I do that real quick? I'm okay. so sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Parenting calls. We can. Go ahead. Everyone make Babs tea. <laughs> so Babs has her tea now. She's really, serving our children. I know she's really sick. I mean, honestly, though, think about this too. I'm just waiting. Her school is like an hour away. So there's certain LAUSD schools in your area where you can do a COVID test. You just walk in and I found one yesterday, but um, normally we have the results back by now. And right. I'm just, it's like when you really need them, but you know, she hasn't had a cold or anything in like two years. So right. it's going to be, it could just be bad. Yeah. That's my hope. And the thing is, too, think about this. This puts me in a weird situation I was thinking about. I'm supposed to have antibodies, so I can't test for like 90 days. I could get a false negative for up to 90 days. So it's like if you if I start to get like cold kind of symptoms, it's like, is it just a cold or am I getting this again? You know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm vaccinated and I have antibodies and my Kaiser, my health stuff my health health insurance just sent me a text today and it says kurt you did not in caps receive the pfizer covid vaccine you do not in caps need a booster at this time so apparently if you got the pfizer you need a booster now oh well i'm pretty sure that's what i got so i better look into that yeah look into that now apparently i got the tj max of the vaccine so apparently uh the nordstrom's is the pfizer the Moderna is like Macy's and Johnson and Johnson is the TJ Maxx. I had no clue. I just off took what was offered, you know, a long time ago. So we shall see. We've been sick in our household lately too. I have now taken two COVID tests. My husband, I think has taken three at home. 
because it just keeps going. So no, some of them were home tests. He's taken two like in a lab um, yeah. because it just like it, it got worse in these last couple of days. That's why he went again yesterday. And then today he went to the doctor to make sure we didn't have strep because our throat oh, you is get it. the most. Oh, huh? you get it. You're going through the same thing. Yeah, it keeps coming back negative. So I'm, we're just like, okay, I guess we don't have COVID. We're okay to go to work or whatever. But it's like, then what the hell do we have? This is so annoying. When is this going to stop? Never. I mean, uh, you just like throw your hands up and be like, I don't know. So it anyway. may just be the new norm, like how, you know, there's the flu every year and pe- the, a decent number of people die from the flu every year. You Let's know? just hope we're not any of those. Well, you know, like equalize. I don't know. It might turn into something that's just kind of like the flu and every year everybody gets a COVID shot. Who knows? But yeah, so we're waiting. I'll read it out loud if we get the results. But um, 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 um lunches. For, oh, lunches. Okay. Lunches. Uh, having that conversation, I will check back in and tell you my progress. Parents, we love hearing from you guys. Slide into our DMs. It's easier than emailing. You can email if you want. You know, my grandma emails. Let us know what you make your kids. Do you dread the lunch? Have you guys ever been like me? You're standing in front of the fridge on like a Sunday night. It's like 11, 10, 11 at night. And you're like, okay, I've got bread. I have, I think I have a questionable apple. Um, I think, you know, like, can I get away with this or do I have to go to the market? So parents, give us a shout out. We'll share your responses or not. Let us know what's up. Slide in. So you were about to ask me, Abs had her 18th birthday party. It uh-huh. was really marvelous. It was at my friend's home who had her, her daughter just got married in her backyard, you know, like last week. So the yard is like really fixed up lighting scheme. It's badass. It's a cool house to begin with, but it was a cool group of kids. They had a lot of fun. They had a step and repeat. So step and repeat. That's what you see when the, there's a red carpet and there's like a background. It's just some kind of background that you see people taking pictures in front of. So it was like a horror, like a Halloween. She had like a Halloween theme kind of, Oh, it was like, I didn't know this until I got there. I was informed that it, that the theme was slutty or sluts or I don't know, something slutty, slutty sleepover. <laughs> so, um, I, I missed that memo. So her guy friend comes over the way he's dressed and his makeup. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. Babs looks really beautiful. So it was like a slutty party. I was not dressed slutty. Oh. Um, had a, I had gorgeous pictures with Babs in front of the step and repeat. She was so beautiful and I'm so proud. But guess what? I have to send them all to her for approval. And um, she doesn't like any of them. So I did have a moment with her and I said, look, I'm so proud of you. My daughter's 18. They're beautiful. I love you. Can I please share any of those pictures? You don't have to share any of them. I don't like them. I don't like how I look. Can you learn to like one of them? Can you? Anyway, (laughs) Facebook. She's not on Facebook. That's all I'll have to say. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's going to get angry with you. Didn't that happen once before where you put a picture on Facebook anyways and she found out about it? No, I put it on Instagram and she saw it. And I had to remove it. I don't know. I just feel like that's my right as a parent. I want to be able to like show her off. I'm proud of her. I worked hard for this. Anyway, it was great birthdays. Now, after my birthday, my appreciation of the fall kind of like drops off because 
there's a tilt of the earth. There's a weird, you know, there's a new change. I'm not about darkness and cold. I don't like it. Come into the light, stay bright and sunny. The fall is a tough time for me after my birthday because of the time change. Mm -hmm. So that is coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Yes. A couple of weeks. Look up here. I'll look up. When is fall back? I think it's ridiculous. We're still doing this. Oh, it's not until November 7th. It's in November. Yay. That's I mean, yeah, that's good. But it's usually right before Halloween so that it's nighttime when you go trick or treating. Now it's going to be all bright when we're trick or treating. That's weird. Isn't that weird? weird? It's in November. It's never been that. It's always like sometimes it's isn't it like late September sometimes or is it always early October? That's so I always thought it was in late October, like shortly before Halloween. That's what I always remembered. I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong or this is just weird timing this year. Hmm. I don't know what's going on, but uh, okay. It's all great. That next day you're like, Oh, I feel so rested because I got an extra hour of sleep, but then you pay for it. All of a sudden it's four 30 and it feels like it's getting dark. Yeah. And then it's usually going to get cold. What's your take on this? I'm rambling on. Well, honestly, for for little ones, it's easier to go like in terms of nighttime routines because kids, you know, need to go to bed really early. So if your kid's going to bed between seven and eight, fall back is actually nice because, you know, well, they're like, oh, it's nighttime. And they're a little bit more okay with going to bed (laughs) when they're supposed to go to bed. But in the summertime, I, I mean, there have been a couple of times where he's like, it's not nighttime, you know? Oh, and he's never been like a willful child. He's he's a normal three year old, normal, well rested three year old. I guess you could say he's he's much harder to deal with when he's tired. But <laughs> my point being, like, he doesn't fight me too hard. Mm-hmm. He has his tactics, you know, his little mischievous ways <laughs> to. But he's not one of those kids that'll just like scream and throw a huge tantrum um, every day whenever bedtime rolls around. It's not like that. He's and you know what we've been doing lately? He'll like get in the bed and we'll let him, we'll leave the light on and let him play in his bed and read a book or whatever. And so we'll be like, okay, we'll be back in a few minutes. You can read your book. And then like two minutes later, he's screaming into the monitor, mommy, I'm ready for the light to be off. You know, like he tells me <laughs> like he's done. Um, nice. So anyways, my, I don't even know why I'm. That's not that's cool that you guys do that. We kind of did something like that. We had story time. We didn't get to read in our beds. I used to love that. Well, we will read to him, but it's been more recent that we like leave the light on and let him have some time to himself. Oh, no, no. We would have um, we would read in our beds on our own for a while. Okay, So, okay, so it was like a quiet, quiet uh time where everybody was supposed to be in their bed. And my brother and I, because you shared a room for quite a oh, while. Oh, when you were a kid. I thought you meant oh. when Babs was a kid. Oh, no. When I was a kid. Yeah. We'd have like read in your bed kind of time. And we okay. would, we used to love the Bearsting Bears. Remember that series? Oh, the yeah. The Bearsting Bears. My favorite. So we were like, oh, is it a Bearsting Bears night? We'd be like, yeah, it's a Bearsting Bears night. So we like pull out the Bearsting Bears books or it was like a Dr. Seuss night or something. My brother would love to hear about this. <laughs> it brings back memories. So- when you say like story time, was it your parents reading to you or just like, hey, now's your time to re- decompress, relax by yourselves and read? I have memories of both. I think that when we were younger, I mean, I remember being read to, but then I remember my dad would try to rush books too. And I, remember- 
I was like, wait a minute, you skip parts, you know? Now I understand that. It's like, let's just get our kids to bed. Yeah. Oh like, God. just lay. There's that whole book that was narrated by, I think it's Morgan Freeman, the Go the Fuck to Sleep book. <laughs> now go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> he does the audiobook version. I love it. I love it. So, no, but then it's like, I guess we were older. I can remember just like, we wanted to read at night. I guess we would like just we laid in our beds and we read. That's cool. I didn't have that with Babs. We always kind of it was like just a bedtime. Wasn't like that. Well, I I mean, I'm kind of liking the trend that we're going towards, you know, letting him have some reading alone time because that's where it's going to go to at some point, you know, where he'll be up a little bit later. But the, the rule will be that he has to be in bed decompressing and getting ready to go to sleep. Now, don't judge me, folks. I don't know if I've admitted this on air <laughs> yet. I probably have. But my child is still in a crib. He's three and a half. And that is because of all the moving as of late and not not wanting to purchase his bed or like not wanting to be like, Okay, we're in a new house and you have a whole new bed situation. Just deal with it all at once. So the plan is at Thanksgiving, we're not going to buy the bed yet. We're going to go ahead and just take his crib apart and put the mattress on the floor. Yeah. So that whenever we get settled back into the home that we're actually going to be in, that's whenever we can have the bed that we really want for him. So we're going to teach him over Thanksgiving break to stay in his bed. And I'm nervous. Like, I think I'm going to look into, I've heard about the hatch lights Uh um, where I guess it turns on, like it'll turn green when they're allowed to get out of their bed in the morning that they don't come and get you up at 4am or whatever. (laughs) Sounds kind of controlling. Wow. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You can only get up when the light's green. (laughs) Well, no, sounds reasonable to me. I mean, no, no, no. I've never I heard guess of- it's one thing if your kid is old enough to get up and go do because like we would get up in the morning, and go watch um, cartoons or whatever. And my mom would still be in bed on the yes. weekends because she's a night owl. But it, I guess it would be, you know, a family whose kid, you know, insists on coming and messing with them at all hours of the morning or even all hours of the night. You know, it's <laughs> you have to have some boundaries in place. I mean, you have to get your sleep too. So. No, no, I love it. No. Oh, the hatch. I don't know what you're talking about. I dealt with one of those. They're like 150 bucks. Well, there's like the adult version. It's an, it's a alarm, but it's kind of looks like a sun. And what happens is it helps. It's supposed to help you wake up naturally, like maybe an hour before your alarms going off the um, it starts to light up your room a little bit as if the sun's coming in. And then it gets brighter and then it like plays. Um, it, it's not like a jarring, like, eh, eh, you know, or whatever the stupid alarms on our phones. It's very peaceful. I was looking into those. Okay. But I think you're talking about like, something different, but no, no, a it's, lot of- I mean, it says it's a magical all in one device. That's part sound machine, part nightlight and 100% a dream for parents. $60, 11 soothing sounds, customizable nightlight, sleep programs, time to rise, and simple companion app. Companion app. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I might, I'll probably be looking into that because we need to have like a, a plan in place. Because I've been hearing on my mom pages, like people are just like dying. They're ready to put the smack down on their three-year-olds because they won't stay in their damn bed. So I'm super nervous. Mm. 
but he's a pretty cooperative little child. So I'm trying. Yeah, to just kind of. I mean, I don't know him like like you know him, but I just I think he's gonna be pretty good with that. I don't know. We just had the fear of God. I can remember like on Saturdays, like my parents wanted to sleep in and we would like want to wake up at like 6 a.m. to watch cartoons. And then we learned we were old enough to go downstairs and turn on the TV and right. like watch cartoons. Cause he'd be like jumping in my parents' bed, you know, and like, you know, and they were like, yeah, we don't have to get up on Saturday morning. <laughs> so we are not going to get up yeah you're gonna stay in your and then it before what used to be like you're gonna stay in your room and you're gonna read and you're gonna do stuff and you're not gonna bother us mm-hmm. so um yeah <laughs> my parents would get so pissed i can't i don't see like foresee myself unless he starts waking up at a ridiculously early hour because he doesn't he's not a you know he doesn't wake up in insanely early hours, but I'm, I'm a morning person. So I don't really foresee myself being angry with him for waking me up per se. I can see my husband being upset about that. <laughs> he likes to sleep in late. Does he still sleep in late? Well, no, he can't. Cause he, he has morning duty with the kid. Mm, nice. He's the one that gets him up and gets him dressed, gets him breakfast, all the things and takes him to, to school. And it's been very humbling experience for him because <laughs> oh he's God. always, he's never been like he, he works retail hours. So his store doesn't open till 10. So in the past he's never had, and then, you know, on his days off, he would sleep until like 11, 1130. This has been like probably the hardest adjustment for him. I mean, and he's fully adjusted now, obviously, <laughs> um, but yeah, he was not having it at first. Wow. So wait a minute. You have someone, another person in the mornings getting your kid ready and off to school. We That's have so to. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, because I work a lot earlier than he does. Yeah. So I'm at school before my son is. Yeah. The school, I, if I were to handle morning duty, I could, we'd have to change daycares, a daycare that opened earlier. Because in order for me to be at work on time, I would have to drop them off at like 7 a.m. But he, Uh, so we don't, you know, he handles morning duty and the kid doesn't get up till like 7 a.m. Sometimes a little later, sometimes a little earlier. Just kind of. I'm almost jealous. Like, what's that like? Having help. That's so cool. It's still really hard. I don't know how parents do it with, you know, just them. It's really hard. Both of us. It's still really hard. And we only have one. I just. Okay. That's why you don't need to have any more. No. I do worry about him being a spoiled little shit, though. Well, well, there are worse things in life. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about playground type things that I was going to mention. And yes. then we'll wrap it up. Yes, yes. So it's really hard to navigate the playground or any kind of play place as a parent. It's like, how much am I supposed to be involved and help? <laughs> you know, he's still really young. There have been times where I've had to step in. Like one time there was this large older kid who pushed my child and um i had to go over there and intervene and be like what's the problem you know and i i gave my son a talking to because he was like he he sprayed me with the water gun or whatever and i was like we're at a splash pad dude but okay don't (laughs) remember don't spray people unless they want to be sprayed but i didn't get a chance to tell that kid and you don't push a child that is half your size and half your age okay that's not okay to push um, but I didn't really get to, I don't really remember how it shook down and I handled it. Okay. 
but there, oh God, there was another time I yelled at a kid because he pushed him really hard. He, he pushed him. And then I went over by the playground and was like standing close by. I had a feeling it was going to happen again. And he pushed my son really hard. And I went, hey, I may have told this story before. Have I? No. I like clapped my hand really loud, like my teacher clap. And hey, we don't push, you know, like that at the kid. And the parents were just kind of like, I I mean, I still don't know who the parents were. Oh, I was going to ask you if they like came and like, don't yell at my messed kid. up. Like later on, I saw him like hitting the girl that he had like <laughs> come with and it, like throwing a little fit. I'm like, either he majorly needs a nap or you guys need to pay more <laughs> attention to this kid. I don't know. He had some issues and the Aww. little girl kept trying to like defend him or like what's the word you know it, it was so weird because it felt like ab- abusers or alcoholics you know how you like make excuses for them yeah or you try to cover up or make it okay the little girl was displaying that kind of behavior oh at a young age at a very young age it was oh. really weird the whole thing was really weird it made me uncomfortable but that t- and and little man just wanted to keep playing with him and then there have been Aww. other times where kids you know like we were <laughs> we were at the trampoline park he was playing just fine with this little boy they were having so much fun and then the little boy's like cousins or siblings showed up and they were like pulling him away and like wouldn't mm-hmm. let him play with with little man anymore. And little man kept going back over and being like, come on, let's go do this. And the little boy would come for a minute and then those bigger kids would come and take him away again. And he got so sad and started crying. I was like, why doesn't he want to play with me? Oh, and I just oh. felt terrible. So there have been times where kids were either being mean to him and he still was trying to be their friend or they didn't want to play with him and he was still trying to be their friend. And I start, we had to start having conversations with him. If they don't want to play, go find another friend. Or if they're being mean or abusive or whatever, go find another friend. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is, but I mean, that kid that was pushing him was yeah. being abusive. Was no, he, no, I get it. Like, stop trying to be his friend. He's mean, you know, I don't oh. know what that kid's problem is, but he's not somebody I want you to be friends with. Um, yeah. Hell no. He's got issues and it's not our job to fix them. Come on, let's go find somebody else to play with. <laughs> we're not going to be, we're not going to be fixers in life. Exactly. <laughs> well, not of other people's children. So I was kind of wondering if I was handling it the right way. And it also was really making me sad it, recently in the last few times we've been to the splash pad. He just played by himself the whole time. Like for a while there, he was so social. He went up to everybody. Everybody was his friend. He was, he would make, Lots of friends, you know, some people didn't want to be friends. Some people did. And it was just like hard to, to see him not even trying to be anybody's friend anymore. And um, I was like, it's like, he's going backwards because it's supposed to be like, they're playing by themselves near each other. And then they move into a stage where they're most more social and they're playing with each other. And I was like, It's like he's moving backwards. I said this to my husband and Mark said, well, when you get rejected enough times, maybe that's why he's playing by himself. And I was, it just made me so sad. It just made me so sad. And that's not to say that he's always playing by himself now. And that's not to say that that's what's happening, but I don't know. It just, the whole thing makes me really sad. I hate, this is the part about parenting. I really hate navigating. So I actually looked up an article. I was going to tell like what the steps were. So the blog is sleeping should be easy, sleeping should be easy.com. And then in the blog, this article is what to do when your child is rejected by peers. And the first thing is to show empathy. When your child confides in you, you, you know, show empathy about the fact that they're feeling rejected. 
Then the second thing is to encourage your child to show empathy. Kids can be really blunt, especially since they haven't fine-tuned their social skills, she says. So when a child wants to be a loner or is wary of strangers, he may not have the social skills to be polite, smile, and turn away. So you're trying to get your kid to be empathetic about like, you know, maybe he just wants to play, be alone right now and play by himself. Maybe he's having a tough time with how many kids there are here or something like that. The third thing she says is don't overreact or jump in. Decide whether doing something does more harm than good. So you have to, I guess, play, play that by ear. Okay. Um, which is which is the hardest part, right? Um, uh, uh, it's a lot of that's a lot of like paying attention to your kid at the playground, right? Right, because they <laughs> could they could be like, um, you know, you might step in and your kid might be like, "What is mom making a big deal of?" Because they're not, they may not even be aware that they're being rejected. Um, do you let them? Do you let them figure this out on their own? Right, or, I uh, guess you kind of let them figure it out and play together until, I guess, until it becomes dangerous or something. Four is be matter of fact, uh, which is what I did with him. Um, sometimes the best we can do is state the fact and move on. He didn't want to play, but don't dwell on it. Encourage your child to to move on. Acknowledge your feelings. Encourage them to forge ahead. And then the fifth thing is. Observe your child playing with others. See, like, what kinds of situations are better for him. Smaller groups or is he good in the large crowds? If she approaches other kids too aggressively, you might show her better ways to talk to them. So you're observing your own child. Six is give your child social tools and and tips like approaching gently, parallel play, you know, recognizing bullying behavior and making sure they're not doing it. Recognizing stop signals. They don't like that. Don't do that, please. So you're teaching them those things. Then uh, seven is create conducive environments. So like the play dates are the popular controlled environment, right? Surround them with those young kids their age. Older kids tend to reject the younger kids. Oh, so, always. Yeah. I mean, I know we did. Yeah. And ki- kids younger than them can also help boost their confidence because they're going to probably look up to your child and want to play with them. Eight is help build your child's confidence. Are they inviting peer rejection? This one is a little bit weird. Um, An empowering skill to teach kids is resilience or the ability to cope with challenges. Help him find ways to manage on his own without relying on you to solve his problems. Guide him through his feelings, but help him come up with ideas. What can you do to make yourself feel better? What can you do different next time? You're helping them create their own solutions. Does that sound familiar, Kurt? (laughs) You're always like, "What what can you do to help yourself feel better? I like that. Um, so in conclusion, no one wants to these... see their child get rejected. At any age. We can't save them from heartache, but we can help them cope with rejection. Aww. Anyways, that was helpful. And it made me feel affirmed that I was doing the right thing because that is kind of what I was doing. I was like, I know. I'm so sorry. I don't know why he doesn't want to play right now, but that's okay. We can find someone else to play with. Mommy will play with you. You can play by yourself. Let's find something, you know, can we find something else fun to do? <sighs> so again, we're, we've talked about this, but you're at the state, you're not at a stage where you can go to the park and like read a book while he's at the park. It's like, you have to be kind of on high alert. I'm not really <laughs> there. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting better. Like, I don't necessarily think he's going to hurt himself. Like I did, like he's going to fall and hurt himself, but now it's more about playground politics because there have been a, you know, that one time where I told you that very large child that pushed him 
Yeah. Um, and he oh. could have hurt him. He was he was a big kid. He was way too old to be acting like that with a toddler. And I was standing there uh, talking to my friend. I think my friend was there. And I just happened to turn around and notice him pushing him. I don't know how much had already been going on before I noticed it and, you know, got over there as fast as I could because they were a little distance from me. The you're mama like, bear. You're like, no. I pissed. I was pissed. You're like, no. I was like, who? You know, and you can't control it. I love that. He might have been a lovely little child Ed, who was just like, you know, <laughs> a lovely little child. Uh, but uh, oh. I was just like, what is more with you that you would push a child so little compared to you? I was like, oh, anyhow. So parents, so you, you'll share in the show notes, you'll share this link. Sure. If you can. for I like that. I feel like, you know what, though? I feel like we can use that for all ages. So that's what I was saying to my, to my husband. I was like, I mean, I think I'm doing the right thing because I don't like in life, I don't want him repeatedly going to someone who is displaying this undesirable behavior and treating him like crap in life. I want him to be like, okay, you've shown me who you are. I'm going to go find somebody who does treat me right. Yes. You know, I love it. No, that's awesome. Sounds like you're really on it. Whatever. Okay. Well, so that's that. That's what's been heart wrenching lately about uh, parenting a toddler. Fun stuff. Fun times. I will say one last thing and then we'll do our our closing. Uh, I just want to like bronze this for posterity or or stamp it. I want to stamp this. It's so cute. You know how they talk because they can't, you know, they don't have the the full, they haven't acquired the full spectrum uh, kaleidoscope of our language. And so he's, some of his sentences are so funny and everything happened oh. last morning. We, we didn't do, we already did that last morning, you know, and he might've been talking morning. like three, oh. uh, three weeks ago, but something funny he's been saying lately is he doesn't know how to, he doesn't really understand the verb. Well, he understands what laughing is, but he's still learning the verb oh. usage. But what he does whenever somebody's laughing, he's been going, what you funny about? Oh, what you funny about? What you funny about? Oh, I love this. It was really cute. So anyhow. What you funny about? What you funny about? So So, precious. It's a really sweet time in certain ways. He's been a good boy lately. Knock on wood. Okay. All right, guys. Um, If you like our show, it would really, really help us out if you would smash that five stars and write a nice review for us. We would really really appreciate it. Uh, It helps people find our show. Also, uh, please email us with any questions, comments, show ideas. You want to come on the show and talk to us about something. That's great, too. Email us, teenagertoddler2020 at gmail.com. And then uh, we uh, do have an Instagram presence at teenagertoddler. Follow us and slide into our DMs. You can reach out that way. And also, if you want more content from us, we've got a Patreon page where you can support us for the low cost of $5 a month and get lots more content. Patreon.com forward slash teenager toddler. All right. Well, this has been a fun conversation. It's nice. All kinds of stuff. I love it. Sometimes you just got to go there. You got to brain dump what's going on. You know, Mel Robbins. We might do that a little bit too much. Ooh, she's coming out with a new book. I saw that. I got an email about it twice today. Yes. (laughs) All right, you guys. (laughs) Thank you for helping us solve world peace. Thank you. We just solved world peace. Thanks to you guys. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. Bye.